0: Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Nemofsky and welcome to our Supercoach Classic Previews. We'll be going through a couple of ideas and cash cows and money losses to go through before the season starts. I know everyone's changing their teams on the daily. Subbing so out like this guy, bringing in that guy, trying to save some cash, use all the cash So Just wanted to get a couple of podcasts out here. We've done some love to the, to the draft game. It's now time for the classic. Really want to get some insight into how I'm looking for my team and just give you some options for you as you're filling in your team's daily so you can kind of work out what the go is and where the play is. So today we're going to look at the cash cows, uh, the guys that are, I think, vastly undervalued and there is some money to make. So we'll go through the position groups quickly, just kind of go through one at a time and I'll point out the ones that I do really like. So let's start today with the hookers. So I think hookers one of these positions where... Uh, to start the season last year, you had two options. You could either go the two guns or the two rookies. I personally jumped on the two rookies and it worked really well. Uh, and this year, I'm probably going to go for the same. Now, all these uh, position groups, I'm not looking at anything under 450,000. To me, obviously, there are some guns over around the 550, 600 that will make some money. But I'm just looking at the guys that so you can bring in some middies, some near basement level guys that can really make you some money and really capitalise and put you in a good start to the season. So looking at the hookers, we'll just go down the list from 450. So the first guy that jumps out to me is Jake Turpin from the Brisbane Broncos, currently valued at $393,000. Now to me, Turpin's an interesting one. Obviously, Andrew McCulloch now gone to the Dragons. It does open up that hooker spot. Now, the only competition right now for Jake Turpin is Corey Pakes, uh, who, if at best, will get a bench spot. Uh, they are looking at some other options like a Danny Levi, but I think Jake Turpin will get the get the start there at Hooker, and it is his to lose. Three hundred ninety-three thousand is a decent price. If Turpin could put in anywhere anything up to sixty-five minutes plus, and even get the eighty minutes, I could definitely see him cracking, you know, a fifty average and making a bit of money there. And he has got the he as he's shown in previous seasons, he has got the ability to, to snag a try. So I don't mind three hundred ninety-three thousand for Turpin. I think Walters will get him playing in a more attacking sense this year, and I think. Jake Turpin is, a, is an attacking dummy half, so that is a good one to start with. I don't mind it. And the next right here is George Hodgson from the Raiders, 374000 Again, this is more of just an upside play. If we get the George Hodgson from two years ago, if he's not splitting minutes with Tom Starling, then there is some value here at 374000 Now, if they do have Tom Starling on the bench, I probably would stay away from that, but after a couple of rounds, if George Hodgson looks like he is getting back to that form and there is no Tom Starling on the bench... $374,000 for a player of Josh Hodgson's calibre is very enticing. I definitely see a lot of guys starting with him this season or bringing him around the round 4-5 mark. Next on list, we have Jaden Braley from the Knights. Similar again to Josh Hodgson. I really like the price at 356000 To me, it's just going to be what the makeup of the bench is, whether they give him the full 80 minutes or do they have a Connor Watson or a Kurt Mann coming off the bench to give a bit of a spell at hooker. So again, if he does play the fifty minutes, uh, sorry, the eighty minutes, we do see he can easily crack a fifty. So there is some money to be made there. Uh, but again, similar to Josh Hodgson, it's going to be about. I don't think you'll start with a Jade Umbray. I think you'll kind of see how the Knights play the first bit of the season. Have a look and see as the team starts to get full strength again. Where's the Where's the value in a Jade Braley. And if he is getting eighty minutes and scoring well after a couple of rounds, you can definitely bring him in before the first rise. Yes, you will burn an early trade. But again, for me, I'll personally stay away to start, but definitely one I could see myself bringing in uh, down the track. Next we've got Wade Egan from the Warriors, $336,000. Now, this is one of my loves this year. To me, I think there's no other hooker option at the Warriors at present. You can see Judge Tavanga possibly moving in there and giving Egan a bit of a spell, but I do expect him to get 80 minutes at the start of the season. I will be starting with Wade Egan as one of my hookers. To me, I think just 336000 is too low. Any hooker that's getting 80 minutes is at least getting the 45. Egan has shown in the past couple of seasons he can get through a bit of work and also has an attacking stat in him. The Warriors, we be interested to see how they play with coach Nathan Brown. But again, at 336000 it's a low risk. Now, even if he you know only averages a 45, you're not going to lose money. So I think it's one of those guys where you can easily just hold, hold, and then if you make a couple of cash cows throughout in your team, you can then move him on later on. So I think it's a very low-risk play, but it has got some high reward if he does crack on and the Warriors do have a good season. Next on the list, we've got Connor Watson from the Knights. $288,000. To me, the other hook I'll be starting with, just extremely low value for a player of Connor Watson's caliber. We have seen him average 70 in a season before, so just looking at that, I'd be so surprised if he's not like 30% owned or higher. To me, he's just one of those guys that when he's on the field... He really knows how to get get the ball rolling. Loves to be in and around the around the the ball. And again, I could definitely he's going to be starting at starting thirteen to start the season until Lockon Fitzgibbons comes back. It looks like. And if he does lock down that spot, I don't see why they would need to change it up and bring Fitzgibbon in. I could see him going off the bench. Connor Watson staying in that thirteen. And again, it's one of those guys. Even after five, six, seven rounds, you can make some really good coin with Connor Watson and then move on if you do want to move up to a gun later on. Just quickly looking through the rest of the hookers. The only other one, really, Jacob Little for me, $247,000. The other guy I potentially would start with over Connor Watson. It's just, again, going to see what the, the makeup of the bench there. Uh, Jake Simkin is the other guy who big raps on him. He's at 173000 basement. So any whichever Tigers hooker gets the run and can get at least 55, 60 minutes, I like the play there. Um, money to be made, you know, if a, if a hooker gets around the 60 minute mark, should at least punch out a 40. So you're looking at doubling the value there. So again, is uh, one of those ones where, again, last year you can easily go for the Damian Cooks, you can go for the Harry Grants. But if you do want to, you know, save money and you just want to get a guy with a base and a bit of attack, then I think is definitely where you can start low this year and uh, make some money. Next, we'll move on to the front row forwards. So just quickly going through the list here. The first guy that really jumps out to me as we as we scroll down here. Nothing really yet. The first guy I guess is Moses Leota here at 350000 uh, Going to be a very popular one. He's going to be replacing James Tamao in that starting lineup. Uh, no Zane Tanavainen on the bench either. So there is a couple of spots now. You could see Moses crack the 50-55 minute mark depending on if he can get through the work. In that Panthers uh, side, there is definitely a point, uh, chance for points uh, they do get on the front foot very well And their forwards do put the foot down on the throat So I could definitely like Moses Leo there at 350000 The next one on the list is Joe Ojo Offen and Galloway from the Tigers Is the jewel 340000 If we see Joe Ojo from a couple of years ago When he burst onto the scene with the Broncos That is going to be a steal Especially with the duel. Uh, again, Tigers I don't think are going to have a great season But I think there are some guys Especially in the four pack That will be matchup proof And will be get through their work joe could easily get to a 45-50. So it's one of those ones where, you know, the start of the season is maybe your first reserve or even one of your non-playing reserves. Could make you a bit of money. You can flip him on to uh, someone else that you really like. So I don't, I don't mind that one. Ben Murdoch-Masilla is the next guy. Also a jewel, 330000 even. Now, just going to be, how does, this, how does this Warriors pack form? Does he get a, a spot up front or on the edge? Or does he come off the bench? Obviously, the last time he was in the NRL wasn't as impactful, but over there in the Super League really brought a new element to his game, a real damaging runner. And if he does partner AFB in the front row, I could definitely see them getting over a lot of forward packs there. So again, one of those ones, I think in one of your non-playing reserves or your first reserve off the bench in your front row, second row, you do need to have one of those jewels that has the potential to really make some money. Ben Murdoch-Misilla seems to be the guy this year where everyone's really latching on to. The next one here, Matt Lodge from the Broncos. Two hundred ninety-nine thousand. To me, again, I'm gonna be all over Matt Lodge. He will be in my team. That's just really low value for a guy that we have seen average a sixty before in Supercoach especially with Payne Haas not there for the first four rounds. I think it's gonna be a really interesting one where you can, if once Matt Lodge gets his first pay, uh, price increase, you could really move him on and even go up to a, uh, Payne Haas and make some money there. So Matt Lodge in that forward pack again. You have Penn guys going well. You have Carrigan there. Matt Lodge, there are some forwards that can really get over a vantage line and really bend another team's defense. And Matt Lodge has a good off-flow game. You know, the six again rule really did limit him. He's one of those guys that isn't as versatile and mobile as some of the others. But just in terms of the work that he's going to do, I think it's really good and good value there under 300000 A couple more guys from the front row. Jack Hetherington from the Bulldogs, $294,000. You know, if he gets a starting spot, uh, with Dylan Upper in the front row. Again, you're getting a starting front rower for under 300000 I don't mind it at all. Uh, I won't start with Jack Hetherington personally. But, but by the time first TLT comes, if he's in that starting lineup. And I can see only two, maybe one or two props on the bench. Then I won't mind the play at all. It might pick him up. And as we go down, we'll just quickly scroll down. And see if there's anyone else there of of note. Uh, Spencer Lanoue. Uh, I have got him as one of my bench non-playing reserves at the moment. If he does uh, make the side over Moses Leo in the first couple of rounds, then again, at 218000 very nice value. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see who's going to get that starting spot for the Panthers. And I think after about three or four rounds, you'll kind of know who that is as the rotations start to weird themselves out. And the last guy in the front row, Big Stefano from the Tigers, $186,000. For more reports, he's going to make the 17. And I think he's a great chance of making the starting 13 and 186,000. You just got to have him in. I think he's one of those guys where every super coach season there's that one guy near basement level that everyone brings in. I think for this year it's going to be the Stefano. Again, you could probably wait if he's going to come off the bench. He won't rise too much, but I will start with him. Uh, And again, if he gets a start after one or two rounds and he starts pumping out some 40s, 50s, uh, you know, and even some 60s, there's a really big guy. Strong runner of the ball can offload, so again, it's just a lot a lot of things to love at 186,000. Next, we'll go to the 2RF, the second front row. So, again, just going working through from 450 down. The first guy that really catches my eye, I'm gonna go Jaden Sewer here. Now, one of the more expensive guys we've spoken about, 429,000. But to me, in that Rabbits team that's gonna be in the top four and gonna be each fighting for a chance in the finals, I can see Jaden Sewer getting 80 minutes on an edge. And just one of those guys that can get through work. Uh, an origin rep this season, or last season. I think he's going to be in for a good season at 430000 Definitely some value there. I can see that rising. Satili Tupanua next, also at 410000 Again, this is just a play. Obviously, he's going to get the, the start with Boy Corner out for half a season. So you're going to get uh, Arusa's Edge, who's going to be a very good hole runner and line runner for just over 400000 I haven't got him in right now. But I can definitely see myself talking uh, into it and getting him into my side at some stage. The next guy to look at as we just keep going down here. No one really catching the eye. Jack Kujewski is probably next at 316000 If he does get the starting spot uh, that has been left by Luke Thompson, it could be very interesting. I think there is some money to be made. Now he'll be running on the Kieran Foran side of the field if he does get that second row spot. So I don't mind it. Kieran Foran's always been traditionally one of the guys that does get a lot of assists uh, in a season. So I don't mind it there if he does get the start. Next guy on the list, we've got Corey Harry naira from the Raiders, 302000 To me, it's just going to be about does he get the start. Obviously suspended for round one from the looks of it with his off-field indiscretions. But again, he's just one of those guys we saw at the Bulldogs and the Panthers... He's one of those guys that can really bend the line. He can make line breaks, score tries, and at three hundred thousand, again, he's in my non-playing reserves right now. But I could definitely see a lot of guys signing with him in round two, uh, and he, there's just money to make. Jordan Ricky next on the list from the Broncos, two hundred seventy-seven thousand. One of the favourites, I think everyone's got Jordan Ricky in their team this year. If he can do a job like David Fafita then you're getting some new basement level prices for a guy that has some big upside. So I don't mind that. I just want to obviously see if he does crack the starting uh, 13 for the last trial game this uh, this weekend coming up. At this time, he's listed as the number 11, so that is interesting. So we'll see how that plays out. And again, TLT is going to be the one for Jordan Ricky, But even if he doesn't make... If he's on the bench, I think he's still a good hold uh, at 277000 The other Bronco to mention, John Asiata... Uh, 252000 Again, this is more of a while Payne Haas is not there. I think they may put Pat Carrigan up to the front row and Asiata at lock or Pengai. If it is Asiata, then you're getting a guy who's probably going to get 50 minutes. He's real creative around the ball. Can assist as well as barge over himself, so I don't mind that one there. And just quickly going through to see if there's anyone else that we've missed here. Sean Bloor, uh, before the wrist injury, looks like he's going to be out till about round six now, so that does hurt, but... 210000 Definitely going to be one of those guys where find a cash cow now, beef him up, and then you can downgrade to a Sean Bloor. You're going to make a lot of money. And when I think when Sean Bloor does come back, he will crack that starting edge over a Luke Garner. And he will make you a lot of money. He, to me, he's one of the loves again this year. Unfortunately, he did get injured. But again, it'll be uh, when he does come back, it will be interesting to see where he, where he fits in there. Next, let's move to the halfbacks. So going through here, the one dimension straight away... The two Titans half, so Ash Taylor and Jamal Fogarty, both have 430000 Again, spoke about in the halfback pod all over the Titans this year. And those, especially for whoever does get the goal king, which it does look like Ash Taylor, is going to be some value there. You know, I can see either of them averaging a 60 this year. So there is someone even made from the Titans. The third player on the list, Harris DeVita. Again, spoke about him in the Warriors and the halfback pod. Really keen on Harris Davida this year with the goal kicking if he does get that. One of those guys that has got really good attacking upside in him. So, again, 425000 Would not shock me if he's one of these halfs that average 60 at the end of the season. And everyone's raving about him. The next one at least Michael Morgan. Uh, from the Cowboys, 386000 Again, for Morgo, who's been a proven supercoach commodity in the past. A really low price. It's just going to be about if he can stay on the field. If the Cowboys under Todd Payton can really get on a roll, I don't mind it at all. But the one I am more interested in from the Cowboys is Jake Clifford. Uh, so I did not think he was going to be in this side. He was on, he's moving to the Knights next season, I thought. They'd really try and develop Scott Drinkwater at the six. But from all reports, with the lineup this weekend, he's going to get the start at 5'8". And that is really interesting. He's a dual, 383000 from limited exposure in the last couple of years. Has done a really good job, I think. And really starting to make first grade his own. He'll walk into that number 6 jersey when he does move to the Knights. But I think he has got a chance for a big season. I think you see what Todd Payton did with Cody Nicorima last year. is really appealing to a Jake Clifford owner. To me, one of these guys that I probably won't start, but would be very interested if he does get off to a hot start. Uh, I could definitely see some points there for Jake Clifford. Moving down the list as we go... Matt Burton at 341000 Again, only going to be interesting if he does crack the center spot for the Panthers. And when he does get the runs at halfback when Keery Cleary goes on origin duty. Going down the list a little bit more. Braden Trindle at 248000 If he can get the halfback spot for even 8 weeks until Sean Johnson comes back. I don't mind that. It's a bit of cash money there. And keep going down. There's no one else really. The only other guy just to mention, Sam Walker. Again... He's going to be the next halfback, uh, Lachlan Lamb's chance to really seal it and open it up for himself, but I think this is Sam Walker's team eventually by the end of the season. $173,000. on price, I think you need to jump on it. I think a lot of guys will try and go the two-gun route at halfback. For me, I will have Sam Walker in the team, just one of those guys. Low money, can build around the squad for the players that I will have playing, and when he does come into the side, I don't need to burn a trade. One i will make money straight away off the first game, so to me it's a no-brainer. To start with Sam Walker. Moving to the 5'8s, uh, we've spoken about some of the halves that are jewels here. So, the first guy on the list here to look at Jake Avarillo from the Dogs, 331,000. So, again, this is going to be one. He's injured to start of the season, but if he does come in and snag the full, the 5'8 jersey, the number 6 jersey, I really like it. He's a guy who has a very really high attacking upside potential. So, Jake Avarillo, 331,000, I think, if he does start, is a steal. Blake Green at 318,000. Again, starting the season injured. But again, one of these guys, when he does break into the starting side, you saw the difference that he did bring to that Newcastle attack when he did move over last season. So I do like that one. Lachlan Lamb at 310,000. Again, it's his jersey to lose. So if he does nail it down, 310,000 for a starting Roosters half. That will generate some points. I don't mind it. The MILF, Anthony Milford at 304000 Now, again, it's just going to be down to health. He won't start the season due to an injury. But, again, for a player of Anthony Milford, any guys that have played Supercoach for more than a couple of years, remember the good old days with Milford averaging over 60. So, can he get back to 2015 form? We'll wait and see. But, again, new coach, you know, a bit of a clean out, some, some fresh blood coming into the side. When he does come in, you know, he may start off slow in that first couple of games. But if you see that the Broncos have some real potential around their attack, then it might be one to jump on. And as we go down, we'll go down a little bit more to see if there's anyone missing. Tex Hoy at 240000 If Kalen Ponga is out for the four to six weeks, is a good chance to make some money. Uh, he'll be starting fullback from the looks of it. And the only other ones really to mention as we keep going down, the last one on the list here, uh, Josh Schuster from Manly. You can definitely see if Manly's attack, you know, if Kieran Foran doesn't really gel and they want to play him at 9 or 14, Schuster should come in and play 5-8. 203,000. Again, it's going to be really good. So there is some money to be made in in five eights Again, similar to Hapak, you can go two guns. But again, I'll probably go one and one. Get a real cheapie, but then also have the gun there as well. Second last group here, let's look at the centers. So probably be. Uh, quite a few in here. So we'll just start scrolling down the list and see if we if any come up straight away. Really nothing right now. Justin Olin at 402000 in that Melbourne left edge. I don't mind it. Uh, the way he ended the season last year was really strong and made a lot of money. Um, compared to the start of the season, it was really up and down. Will Hoppawadi at 398000 Dual fullback center. We've seen Will when he is on the field and fit. He just gets through a mountain load of work. Uh, loves to snag a try and has really nice hands, so can lay on tries as well. So if there's any injuries to Corey Allen, or well the Corey Allen experiment doesn't work, I could definitely see Hopper Whitey moving in a fullback. And at, 309, at 398000 I think it's a steal. Need to mention Morgan Harper from Manly reports now that Tommy Turbo is out for the first four rounds. It's down to him and Garrick who will get the, the fullback spot. What we saw from Harper in limited experience last year... It has got a really nice attacking upside, so under 400000 for a starting fullback. If he does take that manly spot, I don't mind it. Moving further down, as we scroll down, Patrick Herbert at 365000 If he gets the goal kicking and the start on the wing for that Titans team, I think that's good value. As we keep going, can't really go past uh, Xavier, uh, sorry, Xavier Coates at 341000 Again, I think he's going to be a try-scoring machine this year. To me, I will have him in my team, starting. Just one of those guys that I just want to get behind straight away. The hammer at three hundred thirty-nine thousand. Again, it's gonna be the Todd Payton effect. Todd Payton came into a Warriors team that people had a lot of questions about. Did a really nice job in terms of some careers around. So again, from all reports, Hammer's gonna be in the in the centres. So he's gonna get his hands on the ball a little bit more, a bit more uh, room to burn. So I don't mind that potentially. I won't start with him, but I can see the upside there. Remus Smith from the Storm, 324,000, replacing Vunavalo on that wing. Uh, potentially, I don't mind that at all. Uh, Vunavalo was very up and down in games last year, but I think it was more due to his work rate. Uh, it wasn't really the he did carry the ball out well from his own end, but wasn't really involved a lot. I can see Remus Smith really getting in and amongst it once he gets down there. Dylan Walker, 306,000, center wing 5'8". If he does get the starting center spot, which I do think he will. I think he would have got a lot better than his 300000 price tag that he has right now. Again, one of these guys that has the attacking upside, and that's what you really want in your low basement floor price center wings, just if they can snag some attacking stats to really bump up their price. The next guy on the list, probably the most popular guy this year, Charlie Staines from the Panthers, 297000 I have got him in my team. Again, if you're just going off the, the six halves of football that he played last... Oh, sorry, the how many did he play? He only played a game and a half, and he scored six tries, so... Just that Obviously he won't carry on that striker, but has shown that he's got the potential to really uh, point up and turn up to get the job done for you. So going to be a play that I think everyone's going to have to at least really start with him to see how the Panthers go. James Roberts from the Tigers. A very interesting one, 277000 Another one of these guys that has the upside of a guy that can really finish in a top 10 for center wing. And you're getting him really low. Again, it, it's in that Tigers team, so I don't really love it, but just got to see how it goes. David Fusatua from the Warriors, 251000 Another one of these guys with a, true, a proven track record in Supercoach. Uh, a bit of a four from Grace, but 200, 250000 I think you just have to really swallow that and play him. Because that's just that's just ridiculous value for a guy that we have seen in the past. Dane Laurie from the Tigers as well. If he does get that fullback spot, 223000 With these type of values, you can't just really go past them. Bailey Simonson, 205000 If he does nail that wing spot for the Raiders, it's going to be very interesting. He should. Yeah, I think for him, it's just about staying on the pitch. Uh, have seen in limited games from him, just one of those guys that can uh, break a line, score a try. So really excited to see Bailey this year if he can nail down that spot. But the other top, uh, Raiders guy I'm really looking at is Matt Tomoko, Matthew Tomoko from the Raiders. Looks like he's going to get the starting spot for Jared Croker while he's out. I can definitely see Matt Tomoko. He's one of those guys, if you've seen highlights of him, Big and rangy can just really do a job. Now, if he nails down a spot and Curtis Scott isn't playing well, I can definitely see them switching out Curtis Scott and leaving Tomoko in there. So it'll be very interesting to see how he goes. And I think that's really it. Obviously, the other one, just to mention every year, uh, Ben Travojevic, if he does get a spot at some stage this season, 173,000. And Joseph Suwali uh, from the Roosters. I do see him playing at least one game this year. Uh, whether it's off the bench, whether it's during origin period, and/or a couple of injuries, so while at 173,000 from all the hype that we've heard about him, it's going to be very interesting. And the last one to mention is the fullbacks. Now, all the high-end fullbacks, you know, we know who they are. There isn't many really from this side. Will Kennedy at 403,000 to start the season. Probably won't play enough to really warrant it. Uh, going down the list again, you got a lot of jewels. Uh, Matt Moylan at 253000 If we see the old Matt Moylan, that's a steal. Uh, Tessie New at 232000 Again, if he does get the starting spot, there is some value there. But that's really it from the fullbacks. It's all about the high end. I think everyone in Supercoach will be going with two-gun fullbacks, and I will be going with that strategy. I think it's a proven way. You know, to get two guys that can average a 70 at least, you know, a Teddy and a Paps. Uh, Ponga and a Paps when he's back, you know a Teddy and if Turbos fit. So th- these are the cash cows that I'm looking at, guys. Again, you might see some more. Let me know if there's any that I'm missing. But again, I think every Super Coach season, we do see that uh, eventually it's going to be... You're going to have to... You can't just go guns from the start. You've got to try and get some some value in there, some money, guys guys to make you some money to really beef up your squad later in the season. So yes, it's about making... It, uh, the, the, some of the people make the mistake of... Trying to just get a lot of cash at the start and not get the points. Some people will just try and get the points with no cash cows. I think you've got to have a mix at some stage. Uh, you can have one more than the other, but I think you got the cash cows is a really important gap, uh, part of the classic game. You've really got to have some in there. And I think this year there's some real juicy ones. So that will do it for the cash cows, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Next, we'll go through some guys that I just want to try and point out to maybe some stayaways, uh, Some guys that I think are a bit overpriced at the moment. May drop some value. Uh, maybe some guys to avoid starting with, but maybe pick them up throughout the season. So we'll do that next. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.